0: Father, we thank you for the word of God and we ask you, Lord, that you'll speak to our heart through by your spirit and through the word of God. We ask you, Lord, that you'll anoint our ears to hear, our hearts to receive what the spirit would say into the church. You know every need in this house. I thank you for what was done this morning. And God, I look forward to what you desire to do in us again tonight. And God, we just ask your blessing on us around the altar that you'll meet every need through Christ. And we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Good to have uh, again Mr. Doyle Givens and his wife in service with us again. He's here this morning. And man, it just pleased me to see him back again tonight. I don't get that much. A lot of time people come and visit in the morning. And uh, I may see him again the next Sunday morning. But rarely do you see him come back on a Sunday night. So thank God. So good to, to have you back in service with us again Tonight cries from the cross, the cries of victory. I want us to look at, again, at John 19 and verse 30. When Jesus, therefore, had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. The word "finished" there in the Greek is the Greek word teleo, and it means to end, to conclude, to accomplish, to finish, or to Pay for in full, Amen. Kind of like making that last payment, where you get the title and the deed placed in your hand. Man, that's a good feeling. Amen. That's exactly what it was when Jesus cried for the cross and uttered the words, "It is finished. It's been paid for. It's been accomplished." been completed. You know, one of the phrases there in the Greek means to, to fill up, meaning there's nothing else to do. Everything God sent me to do, I've did. Brother Clendenin said that when he ascended to the Father and presented the blood like the high priest would do and pouring the blood upon the mercy seat, That he had potentially saved every man, woman, boy, and girl that would ever be born from that day to this day. Amen. Amen. He had potentially saved every sinner that had ever been born. The whole work his father gave him to do, which was to preach the gospel, to work miracles, to obtain eternal salvation for his people. All has now been done, or it's as good as finished. The whole righteousness of the law had now been fulfilled in Christ. A holy nature assumed, perfect obedience yielded, the penalty of death has been endured. Hence a perfect righteousness was finished agreeably to the law which was magnified and made honorable by it. Redemption from its curse and condemnation had been secured in Christ. Sin had been made an end of at Calvary. Full atonement and satisfaction for it had been now freely given to all men. Completion and pardon had been secured for all mankind. Peace had been made with the Father. Redemption from all iniquity had been obtained. All enemies have been conquered and vanquished. All types, promises, and prophecies were now fulfilled concerning the work of Christ outside of Pentecost being given, and though that's now been Accomplished through Christ uh, and outside uh, of his rapture of the church uh, and second return, when he uttered, It is finished, it was truly finished. Amen. Amen. Those words were so powerful. The reason of his saying so was because all this was near being done just upon finishing and was now as good as done. It was now as good as accomplished uh, as was and, and was sure and certain and so complete that nothing need or could ever be added to it. It was done so entirely without the help uh, of mankind that it could not uh, and would not ever be undone. And now the way into the Holy of Holies is made manifest through the blood of Jesus Christ. Think about that. An awful, yet a glorious finish. Those first five cries from the cross were pitiful cries. Cries of forgiveness. Cries of concern. Cries of anguish. Pitiful cries, all of them, precious cries uh, they all were, but none so glorious as these uh, last cries. It uh, is finished. You can almost hear the jubilee in his voice. Yes! (laughs) Yes! It's finished! Almost like an artist. uh, when he's painted the last brush stroke uh, and he knows it's done uh, and he signs his name to it. This is a done deal. This is a finished work uh, and it is God's masterpiece. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through this tragical death, God has been reconciled to man and the kingdom of heaven open to every believing soul, all which uh, since has more clearly appeared by Christ's resurrection from the dead, his entrance into heaven, his sitting at God's right hand, the declaration of the gospel and the application of salvation to every heart uh, and life uh, has, has procured the way for the Holy Ghost to be given And Jesus and his soon return. There's nothing else that needs to be done in order for you and I to be saved. In order for you and I to live out the will of God in this earth. He did it all. He did it all. Listen to the words of Christ as he revealed his long purpose for coming to the earth as a man. In John 4 and 34, Jesus saith unto them, my meat." is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Think about that. He said, what fills me up, what nourishes, edifies, and satisfies my soul is to do the work of him that sent me or or to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He set his face like a flint toward the cross. His goal was to finish. A lot of people start. But he said, my goal is to finish this thing. I'm not stopping shy of Calvary. I'm going all the way. I'm going to make sure that the soul of man is paid for in full. I'm going to make sure nothing will hinder him. From being saved, being full of the Holy Ghost, and being able to be in heaven with me and my Father. John 17, and verse 4 I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Man, what a testimony. That's Christ's testimony. Right. Right. Let me read it again. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. Man. You know that the words, our entrance into heaven, you've been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many. He said, Well done, good and faithful servant. Somebody's going to have to have that same testimony. I've glorified thee on the earth and I finished the work that you sent me to do. Think about that. He fulfilled, Jesus did, every prophecy concerning the Messiah. In Genesis 3 and 15, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That's Calvary. That prophecy was given to the serpent in the garden of Eden. And from Genesis chapter 3, All the way to the book of John when Jesus cried, it is finished. He had fulfilled every prophecy, done everything that the father ever said that the Messiah would come to do. He said, I'll put enmity, opposition between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. Do You know, nobody is called the seed of a woman except for one that was born of a virgin. Everybody else is the seed of their father. There's only one. It was the seed of a woman, and that's Jesus Christ, born of a virgin. He had nothing of Adam in him, none of that all in nature. He spoke of Jesus Christ. He said, "You'll bruise his. Uh, uh, he's going to bruise your head. That's a death blow. And in doing so, you'll bruise his heel. That's you. You're, you're going to smite him at Calvary. But when he dies at Calvary, you're going to be finished, devil." It's going to be over for you. Psalm 22 and verse 15, my strength is dried up like a potsherd; My tongue cleaveth to my jaws. Thou hast brought me into the dust of death for dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. That is a perfect description and depiction of the suffering of Christ at Calvary and Jesus fulfilled that in full. Isaiah 53 and 10, yet it pleased the Lord to Bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. In verse 12, therefore, will I divide him a portion with the great. He shall divide the spoil with the strong because he hath poured out his soul unto death. He was numbered with the transgressors and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors Again, a wonderful picture of Calvary in Isaiah chapter 53 and then in Daniel 9 and verse 24, 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression and to make an end of sins uh, and to make reconciliation for iniquity to bring into everlasting righteousness and to seal up the vision And prophecy and anoint the most holy. Daniel prophesied of the very time and event of Calvary. He said again in verse 26, And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. And the end thereof shall be with a flood. And unto the end of the war desolations are determined. In Zechariah 13 and 7, Awake, O sword, against my shepherd and against the, the man that is my fellow, saith the Lord of hosts, Smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. I will turn mine hand upon the little ones. When they come to arrest Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, he said, So that it might be fulfilled, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. Listen to what the writers of the New Testament declared concerning the finished work of Jesus Christ. In Romans 3 and 25, whom God hath set forth to be the propitiation through faith, or to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Says God set Jesus forth to be a propitiation, that is a substitute Uh, For our sins through faith in his blood. In Romans 10 and 4 for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. Uh, What the law couldn't do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his son in the likeness of Of sinful flesh and for sin condemn sin in the flesh. The law couldn't add one ounce of righteousness to us. Why? Because the law can only find you guilty. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. We have all together turned aside. Every one of us, all we like sheep, have gone astray. We've all turned aside, and the law was there. To pronounce you guilty. But what the law couldn't do. Jesus Christ came to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The law couldn't change you. The law could only pronounce you. To be what you are. Amen. The law is good. The law is righteous. The law is holy. We were not. Uh, We were conceived in sin. Oh yes sir. Sin was our nature. We were always bent towards sin. The way I like to. Uh, describe it, the babies are beautiful, babies are innocent, but babies are not holy. Right, right, right. They're precious and they're innocent, but they ain't holy. And when they get old enough to realize, I like this little toy. You put two of them in the nursery and don't leave an attendant in there with them, one of them is going to scream bloody murder. I know. You're going to run in there and see what's wrong. The other one's going to have a big bite mark on them. And one of them's going to be holding that toy and they're going to say, that's mine. They're precious. And they're sweet. But you ain't got to tell them to be selfish. they born with that in them. That's mine. And if you try to take it, I'll bite you. I'll pull your hair. I'll scratch you, claw you, poke my finger in your eyes. Whatever. You got to teach them to share. You got to teach them to prefer their brother. You got to teach them to love. Teach them to forgive. That's the all nature of man. The law could only tell you what you were. The law's a schoolmaster that brings you to Christ. In other words the law just like the two plus two equals four the law says uh, God's holy and you ain't The law says uh, this word of God is righteous and pure and good uh, and you're corrupt uh, and you're evil by nature and you say, oh my what am I going to do? what can I do? There's no help for me. There's no hope for me. And the law says uh, there is now. What the law couldn't do, God sent his son to do. He can change your heart. Uh, He can change your mind. He can write the law on the table of your heart. Uh, He will take away your sin. Your sin will be imputed unto him and his righteousness and his holiness will be imputed or imparted uh, unto you. What you couldn't do for yourself and what the Lord couldn't do for you, Christ did for you. When he uttered the words, It is finished, he said, I gave them all of my righteousness. I, I bore their sin. I placed their sin upon my life. Uh, and it died with me at Calvary. I buried it in the tomb. Uh, I rose again in victory, in triumph. Uh, Oh, yes, sir, that sin being crucified, that sin being put to death, that's a new man being raised with Christ Jesus, you know, out of the tomb. That's what being born again is. You go to Calvary and your sin is put to death. That's God's work in you. The Holy Ghost The Bible said, who through the eternal spirit uh, offered himself without uh, spot unto God. Uh, You know, the the Holy Ghost led him to Calvary. It was the Holy Ghost that led Jesus to offer himself without spot unto God. And then he said in another place, if the same spirit uh, that raised Christ Jesus from the dead also dwell in you, he said he will by his spirit which dwells in you, quicken your mortal body. Hallelujah to God. What is that saying? Is It took the spirit of God for him to go to Calvary and offer himself and it took the spirit of God to raise him from the dead. Jesus said, no man takes my life from me. He said, I lay it down. He said, I have this commandment of my Father, both to lay my life down and to take it up again. Do you know that's his work in us? When he uttered, it is finished, he said, by the Holy Ghost, I'll put your sin to death at Calvary. And by the Holy Ghost, I'll raise you in my image and in my likeness. You'll be a new creature in Christ Jesus. Your sins will be gone. Far away from you as so the east is from the west. You'll have the heart and the nature of Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Hallelujah. The Bible said we've been made partaker of the divine nature. What is that? The nature of Adam was to sin. And the nature of Christ is to do the will of the Father. As a born again man, I'm given the nature of Jesus Christ. Hey, when I was a sinner, I didn't want to go to church. I'm here tonight because I want to be here. I'm here tonight because it would grieve me not to be here. What else would I want to do? Go to a ball game? Sit in a bass boat? Sit in a deer stand? What else would I want to do? I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Thank God that's not my nature. That's his nature. Oh, yeah. Amen. 1 Corinthians 5 and 7. Purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Hebrews 9 11. But Christ being coming high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves but by his own blood he entered once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats, the ashes of of an heifer sprinkling the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament that by means of death or the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament, that's the law, that they which are called might receive the promise of eternal Inheritance, and in Hebrews twelve and two, looking unto Jesus, the Author and Finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Do you know that the set down means the job has been done? Glory. It's done. It's done. Jesus said it's finished. Do you know that in the book of Revelations where the Bible said that all they that were in heaven, they cried aloud and said, Hallelujah, the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. you know what a king did when he sat down he just sat down in a recliner or an easy chair he sat down on his throne meaning every enemy has been conquered this land is mine to govern and when he sits down in that in the in the seat of that throne is to do the king's work is to do the king's business he don't have to go out in either Fight a battle to maintain what says, hey, this is now mine, the enemy's been conquered, this is my territory, this is my kingdom. When Jesus conquered Satan, when he put down all principality and power, all of heaven uttered hallelujah, the Lord God omnipotent reigns and he sat down on the right hand of God. The Bible said he's there making intercession for us. But he's there ruling, he's there governing, he's in control, he's reigning. Hallelujah to God! The devil, he's nipping, he's fighting, he's seeking whom he can devour. But I want to tell you, as God is concerned, it's done, it's finished. Everything you need to be saved is done. You can be full of a thousand devils like the man in Gadara, but call upon the name of the Lord. Every chain, every shackle, every prison bar has to loose you and let you go. Why? Satan's been stripped. He has no power. He has no power. That's why we can sing victory. In Jesus. Because it's finished. It's a finished work. We're not. We're not seeking God for victory. We're seeking God from a place of victory. Amen. The outcome of this battle has already been determined. That old song says. I am determined. To hold out till the end. Jesus is with me. On him I can depend. And I know I have salvation. I can feel him in my soul. I am determined to hold out till the end. Thank God. This old time religion makes me sometimes shout. I don't have time to gossip or any time to pout. They say that I'm too noisy, but when these blessings flow, I shout, oh hallelujah, I want the world to know that I am determined to hold out till the end Jesus is with me on him I can depend for I know I have salvation I can feel him in my soul Hallelujah I am determined to hold out till the end Victories are short I'm not fighting to achieve or attain victory Victory is mine in Jesus' name. It's finished. Over for you, devil. I'm just going to occupy till he comes. I'm going to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I'm going to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You'd be crazy. You'd be crazy to give up when somebody already told you. You won. You won! Right. You say, man, I'm in a battle. This is hard. The enemy has waged war against me. Sure he has. He wants you to doubt God. Yes. He wants you to doubt the Almighty. Yeah. He said, Can you eat, can't you eat of any of the trees of this garden? She said, No, God to or he said, God said we can eat of all the trees in this garden except one. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the day that we eat of that tree, we'll die. He said, you won't die. Just doubt God. Just doubt God. And I know for a lot of us, he can't tempt us to touch that forbidden fruit. That ain't where he tempts us. But where he tempts us uh, not with causing you to commit adultery, not with causing you to look at pornography, not at causing you to partake of drugs or alcohol or do some heinous sin or commit some heinous crime. No, no, that's not where he tempts us at all. Where he tempts us, uh, God don't love you. God ain't gonna heal you. God's not gonna help you. God's not gonna answer your prayer. Listen, He's a liar. He's the father of every lie the Bible said. And I'm not fighting for victory. I'm fighting for a position of victory. I'm already on the winning side. All I got to do is stand. That's right. Having done all to stand, stay where you are. You're on the winning side. You're already the king of the hill. You ain't at the base of the mountain trying to knock the devil off the top. You, you, you're on the top just saying, I ain't coming down. I won't be moved. i am fight from a place of victory. And this is where I'll be when Jesus comes back. I, I may be sick, but it don't take away from the fact he's a healer. All hell may be assailing me, fighting me, but it don't take anything away from the fact Jesus loves me and that he's faithful, and that he hears and answers prayer, and I'll die believing that. Yeah. Right. You know, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, for about eight, the elders obtained a good report, and the Bible said all these died without having received the promise so that they couldn't be called per- perfect or, or, or perfected without us. You know, there's been a lot of saints dying that believed that God was going to heal them. But they died believing Jesus was a healer. There's a lot of saints died at the hands of uh, of their persecutors. They were martyrs for God. God let them die at the hands of evil, wicked men. But they said, throw me in the fire. One thing we are sure of, we won't be bowing today. Hallelujah, throw me in the lion's den and let them gnaw on my bones. But I won't be bowing down to your image, O oh King. I won't be dancing to the beat of your music. No, 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 God spared them, but many, Paul lost his head to a Roman guillotine. But he said, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I've finished. I've finished. I've finished. It's over for me. I'm home. Hallelujah to God. I'm about to go home. Thank God. That's That's the same word there. Finished. Finished. Finished, Paul said at the end of the journey. He could cry with the same assurance. It's finished. Right. Yeah. Finished my course. Man, don't you want that to be your testimony? Yeah. Hallelujah. No matter what happens, the summation of every saint of God's funeral over their epitaph to be absent from this body and to be present with the Lord. Amen. Victory in Jesus. I, I was struggling. Sister Jackie died because I I prayed for her. We prayed for her. She was healed. No cancer for a year. And then after a little over a year, the cancer came back. And three or four months, she's dead. I, I was bothered, troubled by that really bad. On her deathbed, she Looked up at me it was on the Wednesday night after church. I went by the hospital. I knew she was dying. I just couldn't stand it. I couldn't understand why. And I, after she passed on the way home, I said, "Lord, what in the world? Why? I I, I don't I don't understand this for no reason." And uh, the Lord said, "Cancer didn't win." I said, well, it sure appears that it did. The last thing she said to me, she opened her eyes. and I was holding her hand and crying. She looked at me and said, hey, Pastor. She said, why are you crying? I said, because you're back in this hospital. And I don't want you to be here. She said, Pastor, don't worry. She said, my God is a healer. My God is a healer. It's gonna be alright. And I said, if you say so, if you can lay here in this bed and believe that, then I certainly can. And God reminded me of those words, and he said, when somebody stares cancer in the face and say, I'm not worried, I'm not moved by fear. My God is a healer. The Lord said to me, That's how you die with victory. <laughs> Devil never made her doubt. Oh, if God were God, then why would I be laying in this bed? Never did make her doubt. She stared death right in the face and died in the face. Right. I've seen a lot of pastors because all hell come against their ministry of their church. Just act like they got no faith, no joy no victory, no fight. I want to say we, the just, have to live by faith. Either you believe it, it is finished. Either you believe there's victory in Jesus or you don't. But your faith is going to be put to the test. The devil's going to find out if you really believe it or not. You're going to be tried. God said, if you considered my servant Job, but there's none like him in all the earth, he fears God and eschews evil. He said, oh, yeah, I've been by his place. you got a a fence so high I can't get over it. I can't tunnel under it. I can't get around it. But if you take that thing down, I'll make him curse you right to your face. The Bible said in one day, everything Job had was gone. All of his possessions, all of his herds, all of his flocks, all of his children were under one roof, and a storm came and blew the house down on them. Even all of his children had died. He put on sackcloth and eyes, shaved his head, and said, The Lord has given, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. His fate was put to the test. I don't know what will test a daddy's heart like losing not just one of his kids, all of his kids. But God said, I know what's in him. And you're about to find out what's in him. And the whole world's going to know what's in him. God viewed it as a done deal. You can touch him. You can take his possession. But I know what's in him. He said, the Lord it." And the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't you know it made the devil scratch his head. I just took everything that old boy's got. And he praised God anyhow. And he said he'd come back to God. And he said, hey, skin for skin. Will a man give everything he's got to save his own hide. But let me now touch his flesh and touch his bone. I'll make him curse it to you. He said, you can touch him. You can touch his physical person, but you can't kill him because his life belongs to me. I want to tell you, you ain't going to die until God gets ready to take you home. Hallelujah to God. You just tell the old devil, I'm immortal until God gets through with me. I'm going to live until he calls me home. Thanks be to God. Yes, sir, and the Bible said that when he woke up the next day, some loathsome disease yeah. boils covered him from the crown of his head that he had shaved off mourning for his children all the way down to the sole of his foot and skin worms were devouring the rotten flesh. Most commentary believes that went on for the better part of one year. That he was, uh, he lay there with a loathsome disease. Uh, all of his children are gone. He's flat broke. He ain't got a dime to his name. He's laying there on his sick bed. Brother Eddie and his wife come up to him and said, "Darling, why do you try to retain any integrity? We've lost it all. There's nothing left to cling to. Why don't you curse God and die?" Where did that thought come from? You don't wrestle flesh and blood. You wrestle against Satan himself, against powers and principalities, spiritual wickedness in high places as a devil came and spoke through his wife. Darling, just curse God to his face and die. We ain't got nothing left in it. He said, I don't know where that came from, darling. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, You're speaking like a foolish woman. He said, have we not received good at God's hand? Shall not we receive evil also? The Bible said in all these things Job never sinned or charged God foolishly with his mouth. He said, though the skin worms devour this flesh, in this flesh I'm going to see God. I ain't going to curse him. I'm going to praise him and bless him. He said, I don't know why this is happening. He's ordered my steps and he's trying me. And when I've come forth, I'll come out like pure gold. He tried me like gold in the fire. My faith is going to be increased. I'll understand it better
1: by and by.
0: Think it not a strange thing when your faith is tried and tested as by fire. When your faith is put to the test, for I have declared, saith God, victory is your heritage in Christ. No weapon formed against you will I allow to prosper, saith God. I am victorious, and I reign. I at this moment set upon my throne in victory, in power. I have conquered. I have vanquished. I have put down all enemies, saith God. Believe me in this late hour. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you, and I will not fail you, saith God. You can trust me at my word, and I will bring it to pass. Know that victory is my assurance to all who call upon my name, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. know why Satan couldn't kill Job? Because Job wouldn't doubt God. Not even when his wife asked him to. Job wouldn't doubt God. When he lost all of his cattle, when he lost all of his herds, all of his flocks, all of his children, and even all of his health, Job wouldn't doubt God. God wouldn't leave him. God wouldn't forsake Do you know that God restored Job? And in the end, he had seven more children. The Bible said of those seven children, three of them were daughters, and they were the most beautiful women in all the land. That's another message. If You study their names out, what their names meant. That's a message in its entirety. The Bible said in the end, God gave Job twice as much as he had in the beginning. Don't that sound like a little bit of like what's waiting on us? <laughs> I can tell you it's going to be way more than twice. Amen. Jesus told Peter, a hundredfold is waiting on you when you make it to heaven. You're fighting from a position of victory. If you won't doubt, if you'll trust and never doubt, he'll surely bring you out the songwriter said curse if you help me I'm finished and the last words Father into thy hands I commend my spirit I want to leave you with that word commend the Bible said herein is the love of God commended toward us That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The love of God is commended toward us in the words, it is finished. Somebody said, you must have meant everybody but Sullivan because I heard him take your name in vain. He don't love you. He grew up in a Pentecostal church and ain't never loved you. He's just playing games. He's just going through the motions, but he's living for himself. Jesus said, none of that matters. It may seem like the devil's got the upper hand for the moment. It is finished. God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen to Jesus at the end of his life. Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. God commended his love toward us. It's all said and done. We're going to commend this spirit. Our soul under God. If you can trust him with his love, when this thing's over with, you're going to entrust him with your very soul. Yeah. He's going to keep you. Not just here and now, but you're going to be kept for all eternity. You can gain the whole world, and lose your soul. You lost. I wouldn't stand in Bill Gates' shoes for all his money. Right. Yeah. Old Simon the sorcerer said, hey, I'll pay money for what you got, Peter. The ability to lay hands on men and they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How much does that cost? I'll pay good money for that. He said, you, you're going to perish with your money. Yeah, that's right. You're going to perish with your money. You can't get this. In a dollar amount, you've got to Repent you got to commend your life, your very soul, into the hands of God. you got to trust him with your very life and soul and live for him. Ultimately, you'll die for him, but you got to live for him. That's how you get this. Jesus said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. He was, he was kept while on earth. He'll be kept all eternity that's the the heart cry of every believer this is how the apostle Paul summed it up just like Jesus he first said it's finished fought a good fight I've kept the faith I've finished my course henceforth there is laid up for me crown of righteousness not for me only but for all them that love his appearing. You know what he was saying? It's finished. Ready to die. I know what's waiting on me. I commend my spirit, Lord, into your hands. The Bible don't say it but Jewish history says that Paul when they opened the prison door that he asked the guard that he by the way had won to the Lord would you take these shackles off he said please don't run don't try to flee he said they'll chase you down and it'll be worse than the guillotine he said no no I'm not going to run away I'm running to it he said they freed that man's feet he ran and laid his head down on the chopping block. He pulled that lever. Amen. While that man, that blade was coming down, that old saint of God was worshiping God with his head on the chopping block. When that guillotine severed his head from his shoulders, that was the only thing that silenced the worship coming from that man's lips. Jesus uttered the words, it is finished. Into thy hands I commend my spirit. The Roman soldier at the foot of the cross said, surely this man was the Son of God. And when the apostle Paul said, I finished my course and I kept the faith and crowns waiting on me. Basically, he was saying, I commend my spirit into your hands. I'm ready, Lord. And they said, when that man's head rolled off of that basket, several of those guards kneeled down on the knee and said, Oh, to know the Christ that this man preached. Never a man lived like him, and never a man died such a death. Hallelujah said everybody around and gave their heart to God. I'd love to live such a life. Don't give up. If you'll live a life faithful unto God, even in death, we see victory. Some, I, I, some saints have died without ever seeing their children or grandchildren getting saved. My Granny Sullivan died long before I got saved. When I got saved, I called my grandpa Reed, Granny Reed, and I told them. I called Kim's mom because I needed to make it right. And I told her. I called everybody I could think of to tell them the good news. I got saved. I'm born again. A tear run down my face as I sat down at night. I hung last phone call up and I said, Lord, there's one I wish I could tell. I wish I could tell my grandson that I got saved. And the Lord said, I told her for you. Hallelujah. The Bible said there's rejoicing in the presence of the Father and His holy angels over one sinner that comes to repentance. Don't you think they know? It didn't say the angels rejoice. It said there's rejoicing in the presence of the Father and His holy angels. I believe when Jesus, the Bible said, Goes and finds that one sheep and brings it back home over his shoulder, saying, Rejoice with me. This sheep that was lost is found. I believe he marched back through the pearly gates with me over his shoulder. Say, Rejoice, Granny. Yeah. I got him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Even in death, we've got victory. Bible said the prayers of the saints are poured out over the altar of God. They come up before the Lord as incense. Your prayers are going to live on after you die. If your children ain't saved, if they ain't saved yet, you still die with peace. You still die with joy, die with victory. Because I don't doubt the fact He's going to answer our prayer. I don't doubt the fact that if I believe God for it, he's going to do it. Thank God. Hallelujah. You. Yes. you may have asked God a million times tonight. God, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. and It ain't done yet, but tonight could be the night that you came in sick and went home well, She came in lost and went home saved, She came in downcast and went home with the joy of the Lord. Many of you meet me in this altar tonight. God wants you, your cry, not to be a cry of anguish. God wants your cry to be a cry of victory. Father, it's finished. You've done the work. You paid the price. You bore the stripes. You rose from the grave triumphant, victorious over death, hell, and the grave. you made me more than a conqueror through Christ. You've made me the head and not the tail. I'm victorious, not a victim. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.